0: years later. And we have the stuff working. It only took 20,000 minutes and me literally... Guys. I'm Em. And I'm Liv. And I'm Julie. And we're your meta sidekicks. <laughs> Gosh. I just... I gave my mother the headphones because she's here today, if you don't know. And she immediately and puts them I on. I
1: gave them... Gave mine to Liv because uh, she really enjoys eating into the microphone.
0: Yeah. She's, you know me? Yes, you. <laughs> It sounds really cool. <laughs> you literally put the microphones on upside down like a chin strap. Because it's cool. And then started making me hear what the almonds that are dying in your mouth. Because
2: I have to go to work. They made me come here against my will. And I, and I had to put my hair up because I didn't have time to wash it. And it looks really cute today, kind of. I mean, I'm getting old. I think it looks kind of cute. And the headphones are going to mess up, so I put them under my chin. Don't you guys know that trick? God, get professional. All right. Get to my...
0: And then I had to hear... The dying sounds of her masticating almonds chocolate almond bars in her mouth i now know what it's like mm. to be inside my mother's mouth
2: they were yummy.
1: so today we're <laughs> doing our podcast about a q a so we're asking a psychic medium what it's like to raise an intuitive child there's a psychic medium here i know but wait, i have questions <laughs> wait where <laughs> why does that happen every time someone says psychic medium
2: burn them sorry I need a psychic medium. A really good one because
0: it's really hard to read myself. Oh, my goodness. Well, Sucks. if we if we stay on topic, we can get through this and maybe Em can give you a charm reading. But for all of you that are new here, we are your meta-psychics. Your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. Em and yeah. I. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Where's the damn button? You're not touching them. I don't got
2: to touch buttons.
0: I get yelled at. Em and I are twin flames and psychic mediums. And my mother in our special- Nope. She's trying to touch buttons. It's yellow. It's Stop it. My, color. my mother is also a psychic medium. I, I am. I think I've inherited <gasps> not only her craziness and slight red hair, but also her mediumship from her. So this is our our Mother's Day episode. Oh, wow. And we're going to figure out through your questions uh what it's like to raise a psychic medium as a child. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, the first question. I like my do. See, I put my up? See, you got me all messed up. I was trying to tell the people who we are. We're psychic mediums. This is the kind of stuff we right, talk which about. Which means
2: you've been messed up for a long time, from like pretty much the beginning.
0: We're your sidekicks. What is your first question? <laughs> to all things metaphysical. And Sandy asks, my mother, are you ready? I'm ready. Hi, Sandy. <laughs> Having uncommon abilities that most children don't have may have made interactions with most other kids awkward for Olivia. How did others treat her, and how
2: did you handle this? So not to dash everybody's like oh this is so cool like level of thought (laughs) this is pretty simple i mean it's like what's it like to have red hair i don't know i've never had other you know colors so to me it's just having red hair does that make sense like what's it like to have a movie star mom or dad well they've always been my movie star mom or dad so it's pretty not
1: common your other child is in the psychic
2: medium right and he has, he's weirder than me. But he has... He
0: is not. Yes, both, he is. He is You're not. we are both weird
2: wow. and equally similar ways he eats
0: peanut butter and jelly out of a bowl and it's not like the bread sandwich no, it's just peanut butter no, and jelly out of a bowl with a
2: spoon incorrect. he takes peanut butter jars specifically extra crunchy and he puts little tiny chocolate chip morsels in it along with raisins and then eats it out of the container which by the way tastes like a candy bar and it is pretty phenomenal and I did mock it before I tried it and now I have to defend it because it's awesome
0: okay first of all Crunchy peanut butter is only for people who are actually insane. And second of all, how I are you telling me that that a lot. is not any less abnormal than talking to dead
2: people? It's because you're his sister, and you guys argue, and you childish most of the time. But that's okay.
0: I don't think raising you it was any different. He than also raising takes any the any toppings child. off his pizza and eats the toppings and leaves everything else
2: stay on topic
0: you tell me talking to spiritual beings is less weird than that you walk out somewhere i hi my name's olivia i talk to dead people hi my name's insert brother well, name here and i like to eat the toppings off of pizza is a, okay he does
2: do he did that the other day he scrapes the topping off eats the pizza crust then he eats the toppings that is truly ungodly i divide my food as well i don't think it's
1: ungodly it's odd. So, what is it like
2: having an intuitive <laughs> child? Poor <laughs> Emily. This is funny because last time Emily and I, as Aries, both drove <laughs> Olivia crazy, and now today, Olivia and I are driving Emily crazy. Notice, no one drives me crazy. You're
1: literally talking
2: about food, <laughs> right? And I need to get a charm reading from Emily, so I'm going to hurry up because I have to go to work today and be like a normal person. Um, it wasn't that different because it, I. I had these issues when I was a kid and they were thwarted and squashed like a bug from my grandmother growing up. Now, having said that, we've also talked about the fact that I'm adopted and this is definitely a genetic thing. So I don't know where I got my gifts from. So growing up, I didn't have anybody to talk to. Although we also talked in our, um, what did we do? YouTube video. Thank you in our YouTube video, that I think that you know, a lot of people who get this genetically from the families, which they do, usually those persons or people are already gone and they're not around. And some people will say, oh yeah, well, I had a great grandma, your great grandma used to do this, or your auntie used to do this or whatever. But they're not there anymore to talk to them. I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. I just know that I got in trouble as a child for my grandmother when I would go to church and talk to people who had been dead for a long time. And I could name them and I had conversations with them. My grandmother did everything she could to try to, quote, fix me by going to the priest and talking to him and, you know, what's wrong with this child? Why is she doing this? Um, it was never how is she doing this? It was why. So it wasn't really even a thing. It was just something was wrong with me. It never went any further than, you know, maybe this child has gifts. It was never a realization that there could be something kind of cool going on. So when Olivia started talking about it, and I had had mine squashed for so long and I had forgotten about it. I didn't think anything of it. You know, growing up, people would say, oh, yeah, I would hear adults say, I, um, I smelled my mother's perfume today. Or a song came on the radio, and I was thinking about my dad that reminded me of my dad, and that song came on the radio. So I honestly thought that other people could talk to dead people, too.
0: <laughs> You're like, I knew that, too. Yeah. I was in your kitchen the other day when I came over for a sleepover,
2: and I saw your uncle sitting in the chair. <laughs> right? You don't see him there. Well, and we've talked about this way way back about when I first saw my uncle my great uncle and he was at a funeral and it was his funeral and he was sitting there and I was talking to him and playing with him and everyone was talking about him so I just As a five-year-old child, I'm like, okay, so he's in the room. Didn't know that they were talking about the fact that he was in the casket at the top of the room. I actually saw him in the room a couple rooms back. So it was not any different than raising any other child. No. Mm -mm. And
0: I would just like to add the fact that when I was writing these questions down in preparation for the podcast, my one friend that I've known since childhood was sitting across the chair from me. And when I wrote and read the question to her, her immediate response was, when she's she's referencing all of our friends growing up and when she says we, and she says, we all thought you were weird to begin with. And telling us that you see dead people wasn't the weirdest thing about you.
2: So do with that what you will. My mother said I wasn't weird, so take that, Abby. But you hung out with kids that were different anyway. Like, you never were in the popular crowd, if you will. Well, yeah,
1: because I'm neurodivergent. Liv thinks that she grew up with a popular group. That's
0: I what she would, tells me. I was popular from one to five like in grade school from grade one through fifth I was cool after that my neurodivergence started showing and all the popular kids I couldn't keep up with them so uh yeah I think honestly though, I think
2: like this there was the same with me the popular kids were just boring as hell right they're so they were so stupid and they were so petty and there was so many clicks it just took too much effort to try to figure out which one to try to fit into and every day there was a different click and every day there was a different person or persons within that click and it just it waxed and waned so annoyingly it was just easier to stay the hell away from it and you did the same thing and so did your brother
0: yeah we don't got time for that what is that neurotypical behaviors it was just weird perplexes us now um em and i have one question for you which is uh are you ready you ready okay Mm -hmm. wait yeah I don't know. Do you? Which one do you want to do first? You want me to read one, or do you want me to? Read okay. So, how were you able to help live develop
2: her abilities? Mm. So we talked about this in the YouTube video. That's not something that was my job. I know that sounds kind of crappy, but you were given gifts, and they're to different levels and tones and variables. And there's nothing that you can teach you. There was nothing that no one could teach me. Those gifts are given to us by whomever or whatever you feel they come from. I feel that they come from God. And everyone's gifts are different. Our mine and Olivia's gifts are so similar, but at the same time, they're so different. But it is interesting that we can both talk to plants and animals. Mm-hmm. I have not known any other mediums that have said that both. I've never heard of a medium that talks to plants. I
1: I, <laughs> I can talk to plants that's really easy it's just I don't think people can wrap their minds around it but I think it's helped
2: but I think it's helped that you know Olivia and she told you that more than likely first is that kind (laughs) of dialed you that kind of dialed you in but I don't think that that is something I mean we were at the library we've talked about this before and there was a plant in the corner and we're both like oh my god and I didn't say anything about it because I'm like this is really freaking weird yeah he was a ficus and he was afraid of heights he was a Norfolk pine Oh yeah, he was a little pine. He was a big pine. He was like five, six feet tall, but he was terrified of heights and he was up on a little steps. It was hilarious. It was just stupid. And then I didn't say anything. And then she mentioned it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's really happening. Shit. Um, I have another question. Oh,
0: how well you were able to help me develop my abilities, but you We talked about this in the YouTube video of how do you if how does one who has a child that comes up to them? as a parent and says oh mommy daddy I saw this person and you know that they don't exist and or you know for certain that this person is is dead how do you not invalidate the child's understanding or experience of whatever that is metaphysical or paranormal that's happening to them and one of the things that my mom explained in the video was that you don't invalidate them you just ask them questions and you don't Facilitate or try to foster any sort of mediumship abilities because children are able to see the paranormal because they don't have an ego up to a certain point. So whats what they're experiencing right now and they're telling you about could go away because it's normal. However, if they're supposed to be a medium, those abilities will develop without you.
2: It's like having a discussion or a debate about how to you tie your shoes. Some people make bunny ears, some people don't. I mean, it's no wrong or right way. It's whatever works for you. So when we talked about on the YouTube video is my best scenario, because I haven't asked this question a lot, actually. And it's like if a six-year-old child comes up to you and says, mommy, where do babies come from? Okay, so are you can explain to them where a baby comes from? Hopefully Not. And if you have, well, you probably know how that works out. And if you haven't, here's what you do. You say to them, well, little Johnny or Susie, where do you think babies come from? Find out what they think. Do a clarification first before you give out information and see what they say so that you know where they're coming from. Because the. The, the gifts of mediumship or any metaphysical gifts are very vast and very varying. No two people are the same, no two gifts are the same. The way I perceive and see things is not the same way that Olivia perceives and sees things or M perceives and sees things. So it's a different gig for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, but the first thing is you know where are they coming from? I couldn't just thrust all my information and knowledge upon Olivia. And as we said in the YouTube video, there's no way you're gonna um, decipher, what a child is getting or not getting, that's not for you to do. it's It's a gift that's going to come up and and you would never assume that a child's a medium. That's just too much responsibility,
0: yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily for or you to say or not say because, like I said, it could change because they're a child. Those things can shift and move. And that even happened to me as a medium. I would say, like, 12 to 16 I didn't really have much mediumship abilities that I was Uh looking at because that's not why I wasn't ready for it it wasn't what was supposed to happen however afterwards it changed so one of the ways that you did help me though as a child that I don't think you even knew you were doing on purpose is you would take me to psychic fairs with you when you were doing Julie the medium things and if you're interested there'll be a link to contact my mother if you're want a reading with her instead of M and or I or both and I think it's interesting that since we started MetaPsychics, M didn't know that she was a psychic medium since then. She has learned. And it's not because anybody told her that she was. It's because she was able to put together the things that we were talking about and relate them to things that have happened in her life. And when she told me, I think I'm a psychic medium, I did not agree. Whoa! I never said that. <laughs> No, you did. At one point,
1: you no, asked, asked me about ask, it. I was literally asking you because I didn't understand the difference between a psychic and a medium. I remember that. Mm. Well, <laughs> I took it
0: directly as you asking me if you were a psychic medium.
1: Oh, no. I was trying to invalidate no, your I, idea of I, the right. difference between a medium and a psychic. And mm. I,
2: I think that your relationship, your friendship, was very strongly based on... At some point, I feel very strongly that... Because Em, em and Liv did not go to the same school. They were joined together... By a different school type event
1: horseback riding
2: right shouldn't everybody do that they should anyway I think part of their relationship to begin with was that awkward weird fascination with one another and a lot of people that see a psychic medium or know that they know one we they kind of sometimes give us like a little bit of a rock star status it's just a fascination and it's an oddity that is attractive and i think that's with or these repulsive guys. <laughs> depending right. on who you are or with you guys' relationship as your mom and just seeing the 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 wow of emily like oh like, that's really cool like she does like stuff
0: i just want to preface the fact that i thought em was really cool because you could like drive a car before me wow. and i know you don't remember this but one time you were in the barn cleaning stalls, and I was like, "Man, I wish I could clean stalls and like be a barn hand. That would be so cool." Well,
1: no, you don't.
0: And I could be friends with her. I've never had a friend that was like in a riding dynamic with me because all the other girls are like rich, and I can't relate to
2: them because I'm neurodivergent yeah, not, and Talk to dead people. They're not relatable at all. By the way, M's not relatable very much either. She's out there, not but, at all. But because you both kind of Olivia didn't really play Kate to the the hoity-toities of the horseback equestrian world and neither did I. So she was able to do that. Maybe neither did my child. And exactly, neither did Emily. Emily just kind of did her own thing and really didn't give two flying craps about what other people were doing. She just did her own thing and so did Olivia. So that attraction right there, just that similarity was already there. But then at that time, Olivia really didn't know she was a medium. It didn't start until a little bit later. Um, I suspected there were some things going on, but again, in a metaphysical world, it could have been psychic, it could have been mediumship. It could have been empathic. It could have been telepathic. It could have been all kinds of things. So it wasn't for me to say. Um, but the thing is, is
0: you would take me to psychic fairs. One, because I'm your child and you legally have to tote me around everywhere. Unless you wanted to pay someone else to do it. But we didn't have that kind of money. I was okay leaving your home alone. And... <laughs> oh, goodness. And... Um, you would just ask me sometimes, or I would share with you what I was seeing or perceiving while you
2: were right. giving someone else a reading. Because well, you were about four, you were about fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. You were getting older. Yeah. You know, you weren't the eight year old child that you were anymore. And I was already doing my mediumship, so you had questions about me. And you know, I've I've always shared stuff with you and your brother on how to do things and how to. I mean, when I bought my house, you guys were there at the table with the closing. I mean, so I've always made you guys front and center. I've never hidden anything. I've never left anything. You know, shrouded.
0: Yeah, but it was the fact that you never told me this is what you have to do and no. you need to do this or this is what you're doing. You just always asked me to tell you what was going on. Then you go, that's cool. I saw this instead. And that's literally what Em and I do now. And when M finally realized that she was a psychic medium and I started to believe and was like, shit, my twin flame's a psychic medium. This is cool. <laughs> uh She was like, I don't know what to do because her Like mom said, our gifts are all different. So even though the three of us are mental mediums with all six clairs, our clairs are different for each of us and whichever ones. There was five. There's six. Anyways.
2: (laughs) I need some more chocolate and
0: almonds. (laughs) Um, Emma's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to like, I need help with this and I need help with that. And I was like, why don't you do what my mom made me do? What did I make you do? Well, you didn't make me do it, but I got from you. The idea of writing things down Because things come in so fast And even though I didn't do that when we Even though I didn't do that when we were at Psychic fairs, I was like, I do it now In readings because it's easier for me And you should just sit in on My readings, and how did that make you feel, Em? Yeah, did you sit on it?
1: Stressed Ah.
2: <laughs> well, and that it gets overwhelming because you know what her abilities are. You at least have a, a, yeah. a, a an inkling and then so that, yeah, you feel like you gotta get to that level and that just everyone's level is different. It's so different. Like I said, Olivia and I have a ton of similarities, but we also have a lot of differences. But yeah, I was like, hey', em,
0: you're just gonna sit out of frame during our readings. And, and you're going to sweat. Just draw happy little clouds. <laughs> like, yep. And
1: make up everything. That was my impression. Just draw happy little trees. No L- big decisions. Because Liv was like, you're a psychic medium. And I was like, that's that's a lie. I still think that, but it's fine.
0: It's <laughs> okay. I do too, but whatever. Anyways, next question. Mm-hmm. This one is going to involve M because I know you haven't been able to be serenaded by her sultry voice yet. So... <laughs> Peyton asks, do you think that our generation of psychic mediums have a different outlook on mediumship in any way that might vary from yours?
2: What generation is she referring to?
0: I don't know. I don't quite have a perception of Hmm. generational mediumship. I don't know.
1: It's because you guys don't watch other mediums, right? You probably watch mediums that are what?
2: No, I've watched everything. I mean, I watched Tyler Perry this past week for, like, four hours.
1: Have you watched, like, younger mediums now of this generation?
2: Well, yeah, Tyler Perry.
1: Okay, how old is he? <laughs>
2: he's young. Like, he's your guys' age.
1: Okay. I don't know who that is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he does mediumship. shift. Do, do you know who he is? I've seen him on the
0: YouTubes, but I haven't watched him. On the YouTubes? Yeah,
1: I gotta say yeah. it. Liv hasn't watched a lot of mediums, so... I like how she has her phone making
2: noises and then to USA today. tries Tyler to whisper. Henry is
0: the 26 year old Hollywood medium.
2: So he's twenty six. So at work the other day, because my job is a little difficult and not at all right now. Anyway, at the other day, I watched Tyler Perry literally for three hours straight, and I was really watching how he does what he does, how he handles himself, his quirks. Um, cause I'm very into the quirks I've had several people videotape me while I do my readings and it's very interesting the quirks that I have that I didn't realize I had they've changed what (laughs) um I get very quiet when I'm listening in my left ear in my right ear and I I tend to look to the I tend to look to the left I tend to look down to the left because I'm listening with my right I do that a lot and I don't realize it I get very quiet and that's not like me He does the same thing, and he'll stop and move his eyes, and you can tell he's listening. I do the same thing. Um, Teresa Caputo, Olivia's doing it right now. Teresa Caputo, chews on her bottom lip. So he has very specific ways that he reads and stuff that he does, and so do I, and they're also very similar. I've noticed that with a lot of mediums. They tend to turn their head and look off to a distance. I tend to motion out in front of me if it's something that's psychic, or it's something that's happening right now if it's a medium thing I tend to point over my shoulder I've tried to stop doing those things and just be more still but I also sat and watched Teresa Caputo who's my age in her 50s so big difference in age and very similar in the way that we read and the way we get information and she tends to bite her lip and chew her lips I tend to do that too Olivia does a lot of bite vitamin- them you've always bitten your mouth. I do the same thing
1: so is there a difference between like the kind of information mm, no. that you get no not at all.
2: We all get different signs and symbols. To help explain it, I always tell people being a medium is like playing blind man charades. You get information, you have to interpret. It's all about the interpretation. That's why when you do a reading with somebody, it is so incredibly important to have a viable banter with your sitter. And the sitter is the person right Olivia just got.
0: It makes me so angry when people want me to give them a reading over text. One no, don't do I it. I don't have, like, I can't do that because I need you to be in front of me. And I, I feel like every time I tell somebody that when they ask me a question and I, my answer is, you need to book a one-on-one reading with me, yes. their impression is that I just want money. No, it's that I, I'm not a hotline psychic because hotline psychics, I, I feel controversially, not are not okay like that's just that's not me and even on a hotline psychic you have to talk to them over the phone if I'm not like having a conversation with you the way I set up my mediumship abilities for me personally is that if there is things that you need to know I will know them if there's things that you want to know I can ask spirits about them however I need you to be there in order to actually like have you ask me questions I'm not just gonna type things at you that's not how it works that make, makes me really angry
2: may I make a reference to someone who's in the professional field um, I guess, maybe. There is a gentleman in, I think he's in England. He's somewhere over on the other side of the pond. I've had lots of conversations with him through email and over the phone. His name is Matthew. And he's very good at what he does. He's a medium and he has an entire box set of how to study to be a medium. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he talks about is in, in his classes to try to teach somebody to be a medium. He said, I can sit here and teach you how to be a medium, but you have to have the gift. I can tell you how to go about it, and I can tell you how to do it, but if you're not really a medium, you don't really have the gift, you're going to eventually get called out as a charlatan, is how he put it. But one of the things that he says is, in mediumship, there's a bubble that you have to create. And as the medium, you are responsible for creating that bubble. The bubble starts with the soul of the spirit behind you to the Right? and they should be off to the right. That is where they originate. Now, once that soul comes in, then that bubble is the responsibility of the medium to bring in or channel that soul, that energy, and then to throw that bubble out and over the person who is quote, the sitter, the person who is sitting with you for information. It is the maintainment of the medium's abilities to keep that bubble going. In other words, to keep that person who's there in spirit to give the messages to the person who's there, who's sitting with them. You can't do that with texting because in order to do so, you have to have a viable banter. You have to have a conversation that goes back and forth because it's all a matter of interpretation. The more validation we get during the reading, the more interpretation is on point. The less validation we get, the less on point the interpretation of the reading and the messages are going to be.
0: Well, and I ask Spirit, too, to keep my day-to-day life not crazy is don't tell me things that they're not supposed to know, or like, I don't want to know everything about this person, so right. don't just infiltrate my life with all of this um, just overwhelming information. Exactly. So for me, my readings work with a conversation, and if you say something that you saying that is my physical consent from you to spirit and myself to give me more information from spirit uh, regarding that topic it's like a domino effect is what I like to say and each conversation each sentence that we have is a domino being pushed down and it leads down a trail of whatever it is that you're supposed to know or not so If you're not there, I can't say anything to you. I'm not just going to sit there and text you because that's not how it works. I'm not going to say things at you. That's
2: not how mediumship is. And there's a part of, you know, channeling. And in order to channel, there's got to be some conjuring. You need to conjure that soul. People who are dead, they're dead. Period they don't come up they don't just come up in a casual conversation they're no longer in your life they're dead and don't misunderstand that if their energy comes through it's for a reason it's not because of a want it's because of a need if there's nothing that you need to know too bad so sad your ship has sailed next that is just the way it goes it's just it's just the way it goes you cannot just want to have somebody in your life who is dead they're dead and they're dead they're not in your life anymore they come in for messages we are the well. The, I the givers of that information. I think they're still in your life. They're just not in your life in the same way. Well, right, but not they're right. They're not physically here anymore. Their life right. is ended. They can't participate the way people want them to. Giving messages, understanding a message is a message, it is not a participation in their life anymore. So know the, know the difference. So
0: mom and I seem to be on the same page of the generational understanding of that mediumship is conducted in person. M. do you think that it's okay to just like have a text conversation over it or like do you have any generational things?
1: I don't think you need to be in person to do mediumship readings. Oh no, no, no. I don't think you have to be no. in person yeah. but
0: you need to be able to physically speak to them.
1: I don't think you need to physically speak to them. <laughs> <laughs> I do.
2: I do. I mean I've done the radio shows. I've done like we're doing now. I've taken readings when I had a radio Um, program. And I didn't think I could do it with a radio program. It definitely took a little bit more concentration and energy on my side to prepare. But once I got into that groove, it was fine. I didn't think I could. But as far as having a medium reading over texting, 100% not. I need to have, you've got to have that verbal banter. You've got to have that inflection of tone and voice. Is that what you mean? Because I can... Well,
0: M says that she thinks that you can still do readings without a person being there. And when you buy a reading or book a reading from M, and you get a tarot card reading, she pre-records and films them, but you are able to give her questions that you want answers to. Is that what you're talking about?
1: I guess. I'm not sure what you're asking.
0: My, What I'm getting at is, yes, we can get information through a text. You ask us a question, we can give you an answer. But... That's not how mediumship works. It's not a cut and dry single answer. If you want a single answer to one question, we can give you the scratching okay, off well, of that under, scab. Understand But what it's a not medium, the same.
2: We need to have some delineation here. When I say a medium reading, I'm talking to spirit. It is a here and now. Doing it over texting is second party to me. It's not first party. And my mediumship and my channeling is first party. And that person who wants me to channel somebody else has to be present in the moment in a somewhat physical capacity, whether it's on the phone line or whatever. But texting and typing something, I just feel there's going to be a lot lost in transition and in translation. Now, if you're talking about a psychic reading and you're bringing things up and it's in the here and now, because the psychic reading to me, it's here. Mediumship is here. It's a different realm.
1: I don't see the difference between you communicating through your words verbally versus communicating with your words in text.
0: It's because you have not a real time time frame of speaking. I can to tell somebody. You, there's can, a, a really annoying lag between typing and you. talking to somebody, and
2: it moves too quickly with spirit.
0: They yeah. move, it, I don't it, have the time. Signs <laughs> and
2: aren't, the signs and symbols aren't the texting, and then the it's just it it's a, it's a straight line from spirit to the person who's looking for the message the texting and the lag time like olivia said it's just not it's not real time it's just not i just don't feel that that that's i feel that that's an injustice to spirit world to be honest with you yeah i think it's it's an insult to them too it is it's very rude i mean right now i can tell you right now that my my committee is just like yeah no well, because when, when I'm telling you something, I'm getting
0: information from spirit, whether that is the spirit that you're asking for information for or my spirit guides regarding something that is happening physically in your life, which would be psychic information. And that shit moves quick because Way they're quick. not in a time and space that is dictated by time. So I need your time right now unequivocally just in the moment to answer your question i'm not going to text something wait three days or a day or a few hours or even 20 minutes because by the time 20 minutes three hours whatever passes
2: it's gone spirits on to something else i don't know we, yeah. we are not at their beck and call They're and they're not at ours they're coming in you got to understand it's energy they're not just saying they're going okay so we're going to do a reading today no they have to bring that energy up, and it's very difficult. and they have to get the permission to bring that gender and that energy. It just it's a lot that goes into it. And I mean, I personally, before I go for a reading, I prepare for that reading. I mean, the other I had a reading last night, and yesterday morning, when I was getting ready to go to work, one of the family members popped in and gave me a quick idea of what he looked like just to get me prepared. And then hours and hours and hours later, they got the energy up even more to be able to conduct themselves for a reading, if that makes sense.
1: So, another question. Did Liv's mom use any protection practices? If so, which ones? And which ones did you teach Olivia?
0: Dude, I love this one. I am a... Old fart. A towel. A <laughs> no.
2: um, Don't choke on your water, Liv. <laughs> I was... A merman in a past life? Impossible. So, for the most part, I'm a mental medium. However, spirits love to trans mediumship me. I hate when that happens most of the time. It is not something that I enjoy because I'm a little bit of a control freak. I like to be in control.
0: Mom understands trans mediumship as when a soul momentarily makes me. you do things.
2: No, they use me. I really don't care for that. Yeah. Sometimes it's necessary to get a point across and I understand that usually I can feel when it's going to happen and I fight it like the dickens. One of the things I do is I will talk out loud about and to a spirit. I was at a house one time and there was an evil spirit there and I said out loud to the person who owned this house, I said, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, what are you doing in that room? She goes, well, I want you to feel how cold it is in here. I think it's him taking all the energy. I said, well, hell yeah, it's him taking the energy. Get the hell out of there. She goes, sometimes things, I said, I know they fly around. She goes, yeah. I said, so why would you be there? This spirit is making you very clear that they do not want you in their space. This is a 6,000 square foot house, people. That's a huge house built in the 1800s. I said, get out of that room. There's plenty of more room around this house to be, you should not be in here. This person is pissed and they're going to come after you and they've done it before. They're going to do it. You're, you're just asking to get hurt, literally. And so I was saying this out loud, but the purpose of me saying it out loud was to let this person know. I said, I am not coming back in this room until it warms up at least 10 degrees. And I am not. And I, I started backing up. I said, you want me in this room? Heat it up. Because they were taking that heat as energy and they were going to use it in a negative way. And I was, and they had been doing that for decades. And that was what they had learned that they could use to scare people to try to get their attention. But it was a negative way and it wasn't working, but they didn't know what else to do. So out loud, I told her, I said, until this man heats this room back up, I'm not coming in here because this is my room. This is my reading. This is, I need to take control. So that's one of the things I did to protect myself. I made it clear to this particular entity that he was not going to be in charge and he had been waiting a long time. And as a medium, I picked up on that to be able to tell his story. And I said, I'm gonna tell your story, but I'm gonna tell it on my terms. You're not gonna dictate to me how this is gonna go down. And so he did, the room heated up and he backed off and I listened and everything worked out really well. But I make it very clear, how that's going to work because I've got spirits that are very strong and I have to be stronger and I have to keep my ego out of it. So keeping your ego out of it is step number one. Step number two is being prepared for spirits that come in knowing how to handle them.
1: Were you the one that told Liv about the door thing?
2: Yes. You were the one that also told me about the white light. Yes it's very important. When I first started I used to just stare at a piece of white paper to just clear my mind and to clear everything out and just clear my head. I always used to carry around Ulexite in my hands because it's very clear and soft. Ulexite is a crystal mineral. I can't remember which one, but it's very translucent. They use it in fiber optics. Um, and it, it heats up and it, it moves the energy in the space and my hands used to sweat really bad. And I did not have control of the energy that came in. I would sweat in places I didn't know I could sweat for hours And I had to start getting control of it. Native, will you sponsor us?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, will you explain what you told Liv about the door? Because I think that's what helped her protect her energy.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, she just had to get a door that she could open and close to let things in. My door was the door from the Waltons. There was a screen door that used to open and close on a big old screen spring and I could hear this slamming in my head but it was a very whimsical door, very lightweight because I really have a strong personality and I can keep spirits where the hell I want them and I don't put up with it and they know it. Olivia was not that level, at that level in any way, shape or form and she was also very young. I said, you need to create a door. Okay, so her door <laughs> was had a little... Pretty window in it if I'm not mistaken at the top. At it the had top. a little peephole and it had a nice little glass handle. And I'm like, Girl, you need to get a window with not a damn thing in it. No windows, no peepholes, get rid of the glass or It has to be an ironclad door shut the door they are not allowed in do not make it friendly or pretty and inviting and when i asked her, i said what does your door look like okay so it's so pretty and it has a glass handle on it and it's got a nice little peephole with a little brass thing around it you know, like the people from friends and then it's got the little window on the top i'm like no that's why you're having so many people come in you're inviting them they in were
1: looking at her through the window <laughs>
2: right they were because she wasn't being now She goes, but you just said you had a screen door yeah I have a screen door because I'm a bitch and no one's getting in and I'll open the door when I want but I want people to feel that they can come in she was much younger and still had a lot to learn I've, I firmly believe when I found out about my mediumship that I was way more advanced and one of the people that I talked to even said you need to come to me I'll help you learn I'll help guide you six hours later of a conversation she's like you don't need my help you're fine
1: Yeah, but the door, if people don't know what that is, Liv was explained that if you create this room with a door, it will help you separate what's happening now to, like, spirits coming in. So you imagining this door is going to help you create the energy to block things from coming in that you don't want to speak to.
0: Yeah, so my mom told me when I was little to make a door because I would see people physically, and then that, um, since I didn't like it and it scared me, she's like, just tell spirit that you don't wanna see people physically because they're the ones that make you see things and help you see things. You don't do that on your own fruition. So tell them to knock it off. So as a mental medium and someone who's extremely clairvoyant, I don't see people physically in front of me anymore. I see them what's called your mind's eye, which is like an imagination type area, like how you can visualize things in a space within your thoughts. So in my mind's eye, which was dark then, I envisioned this ornate door that my blue man dude would stand next to. And I always kind of equated my blue man dude spirit guide as the bouncer of everything. So if I ever saw someone physically or perceived someone metaphysically, I would immediately shut my eyes (sighs) Envision my door and envision whatever person I was perceiving behind that door and have a blue man dude tell me with his weird freaky white eyes and blue skin that the, he was going to keep the person behind the door and I would tell the person I'm sorry I can't talk to you you scare me I can't go talk to my mom she's cooler than me have a nice day and so then gatekeeper yes and, and I do
2: remember people coming to me
0: yeah because I would tell them to go talk I to you I about that uh huh so they would? They would yeah, come talk to like,
1: you? Hey, what what the you hell? Say, did they tell you that?
2: I just would know. I mean I just I don't know how you can explain it better than I can. I just there were, people would be hanging out and I'm like, who's this person? Why is this person here? It's because your kid was freaked out and was like, go talk to this lady. I gave him your card, your spiritual business card. (laughs) You did. I remember. I was like, here you go. I have this person here. Can I just have them talk to you? And I'd be like, get the hell away from my
0: kid. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't take any shit. (laughs) The other thing that you taught me was to surround myself in white light. And at some point, I think it was when I was like 16, 17, that that white light kind of turned into gold light. And I think that's just one of my own sort of things. Shiny things. Yeah, because you are more religious than I am since you, like, went to church and whatever. But I was not... I went to church to get donuts and dress like Aunt Susie. <laughs> and I got to sleep over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was listening to something. And I'll do anything for glazed donut and juice. <laughs> I was listening to something, and it was... They were talking about somebody who orders those, like, communion wafers.
2: Ugh, they're horrible.
0: Because their cousin has an addiction to them. So what? they order, like, mass quantities of communion wafers they taste like paper exactly well tastes like little
2: jewish cookies you know
0: the person that was talking about this someone else commented and put jesus berries jesus get it that's hilarious jesus we're sorry i am not (laughs) i will forever only think of communion wafers in any type of form that i'm ever put in again
1: as jesus don't Mm. be offended is that like cheese and rice (laughs) You got another question there? Did Liv or her mom have any imaginary friends when she was little?
0: We talked about this in the YouTube video. We did. But I had imaginary friends growing up. However, they were all animals. And um, my mom and I don't believe that they were ever, like, dead people or ghosts or whatever.
2: No, I didn't have any. Um, I was a very boisterous child. (laughs) I was very precocious. I did all kinds of things. I mean... I grew up in an era where you went outside and you played, like, all the time, no matter what. Um, I mean, yeah, I had a best friend. We were definitely tomboys. We got into everything. We made mud pies. We fried bugs. We caught leaves on fire. We just... You caught leaves on fire? Oh yeah, I would steal your uncle's um, magnifying glass and we would catch him on fire. And Someone them. needed to put you in a box. Oh, we caught an entire footwell on fire one time with a pile of leaves. She used to it was ride that around they the fire department. The
0: only thing you ever told me was that you used to ride around on one like a little tricycle with a wagon behind it, and they would make mud pies with it rocks in them. It was a big wheel.
2: Them. It was a big wheel. It had a little blue trunk in the back, and we would fill it with mud and stir it up and throw rocks in and make balls and let them dry overnight. And the next day, we'd throw them at boys and stuff.
0: With rocks in it. Uh That's not okay. (laughs) It was
1: the times. That's some delinquent ass shit. That's what the cartoons taught you. That's why they changed the cartoons. That's what the society tells us. Oh God. I
2: just I was I mean, from a very, very young age, I was super boisterous. I was a very precocious child and I was out and on the move. I like I did not Yeah. Well, I feel like this
1: question is very much about people who don't necessarily know their child is a psychic medium because they'll just equate them talking to here's some a picture of me child this is two years
0: old <laughs> on the big wheel that you used to throw mud rock it's pies a at people i didn't get to a big wheel to look, look at that little shit or or eating grin on your face <laughs> and i'm wearing a dress you're about to get <laughs> fucked up by a little
2: redheaded kid in like a freaking white dress my mother is like you need to put this dress on. I'm like, no. Head a dress, little Philly socks. Look at my face. I'm like, I'm gonna come after you.
0: <laughs> so no, she had no imaginary friends because she would have bullied every single one of them.
2: That's, I mean, look at those little why. look at those little baby arms gripping that tricycle. I'm like, get out of my way. I drive the same way still now these days. I'm yeah, I like- do.
1: But she did talk about seeing her birth father when she was a child.
0: I don't know if it was necessarily seeing her (laughs) or seeing him. Get over yourself. (sighs) I don't think it was necessary that she saw him or if she did, she doesn't remember it. It's just that she like knew,
2: right? I did. Yeah. I just knew. Yeah. I mean, when he came to you a year and a half ago, that was insane. I just knew. And I've known for quite a while that he'd passed away, but I don't know who he is. Okay.
0: Last question before we go. You ready? like a banana. Yeah. What have you learned from Liv's mediumship and how does it
2: impact your own abilities? She's crazy. I'm these nuts. That's about it. I just think it's super interesting because our mediumship is so different, but the foundation of it is almost identical. The way that you perceive things is similar. It's interesting when she tells me about stuff and I sometimes find myself finishing what she's going to tell me about what happened or I see things. I enjoy that. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Scott was the one who started that with us. Oh, yeah. He would show Olivia stuff, someone that we know that passed away. And then he would tell me, ask her this and make her see it. Ask her this and make her figure it out. That was kind of cool. That was very cool. We were getting trolled by a dude who was dead. Yeah. He thinks it's funny. It's okay. And he, he's the only spirit that I know that, boom, jumps in front of us. Yeah. When he shows up. He's super annoying. What
0: else did you learn from me? The praying mantis learns from the grasshopper. What have I learned from you? Yeah. I know you can't talk about yourself. You have to talk about how I impacted you, not how you impact others. (laughs) So it's been
2: a struggle. That was snotty as hell. (laughs) I know. But I love it. I'm an Aries. What else am I supposed to do,
1: M? Praying mantises do eat grasshoppers. So. Thank
2: you,
0: my fellow I know, Aries. <laughs> that's why I used that terminology. There was intention behind it.
2: My fellow, my fellow Aries is kind of sticking up for me. Kind of. <laughs> what did I have learned from you?
0: Um, She's like, tiddlywinks, that's what I've learned. Nothing.
1: Is it when you figured out when she was eight years old that you needed to, like... I don't know revisit your mediumship abilities again.
2: It wasn't even revisited. It was al- it was to allow it because I was never allowed to allow it. I didn't have a choice. It was my daughter. So, exactly. Um we needed to deal with it. Um I don't know, we're just so similar. Uh you only think that you speak to
0: Human souls, plants, and animals. However, since I've started doing this professionally and started metapsychics with M, I have figured out that. Oh no, I, I, I mean, like,
2: <sighs> I mean, we. I've talked to your mirror. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, that's true.
2: So- Did you think that you would talk to a mirror though? If I didn't. No, I have like I mean things have feelings all the time. It bothers me, and I try, I have to really shut it out because otherwise I can't function. Like I've had to cut the tops off of my pine you- fence posts in my property, and they don't want me to, and I get upset about it. But I'm like, you need to go.
1: Would you believe in something like? fairies or gods or goddesses
2: um i do but here's a problem I, i've done mediumship for longer than you guys have and it takes its toll it's a lot of information. It's a lot of people's worries and cares and concerns and, and, and depression and psychosis. And I just got to the point where I just don't want that much information. You guys are younger. You're learning. I just don't care to be that overwhelmed because there's just so much energy in the world. It's everywhere. It is literally everything everywhere. Well, yeah, that's why we were able to talk to souls. If I, I'm going to be honest with you. If I sit here right now, your damn bag sitting behind you is telling Telling me shit and I just don't effing care because oh, right. I have to go to work in a what little bit. What does the bag say? And I don't want to discuss it. I want to know. I can't function. I have to function. And you have to tell me what the bag says. I have. A Is it like Door s- the Explorer? The map. Listen, the map. The map. I have a the very map. high. I have a very high stress job, as you know. Okay. And there's so many souls and but spirits you around can't- where I work. I have to just
1: go. I can't say the bag's talking to you and
0: not say what it's saying. I've talked to freaking Apollocky. I've talked to freaking Apollo. Did you get Apollo. that bad when you
2: lived in your apartment? Yes, but you know that. No, I wasn't exactly sure. Okay. It's talking about your apartment. It misses living there. Oh Well, of course, because it doesn't smell like incense
0: and coffee anymore, and there's no weird drum circles down underneath it. It liked living there because the
2: ceilings were high. Mm. It's slightly claustrophobic. Do you put it in the back seat or the front seat? What is it telling you? It says it doesn't like going in the back seat. It likes to be in the front seat it better. It only goes in the front seat. Has it ever been in the back seat? No, probably not. How about a trunk? Probably not. Okay, well, it's claustrophobic, just so you know. It's a fucking bag. <laughs> you asked me to tell you. I'm telling you. It, 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 it likes to, it's claustrophobic. It doesn't like small spaces, because I don't either, and it's, cons- it's consoling with me about that. Oh, Yeah. You freaking bag.
0: Do you hear the smallest violin ever playing? Mr. (laughs) Bag over there. Now there's one in stereo. I'm going to put you in the freaking trunk. Have you forgotten
2: it in some places?
1: I like how you asked about your feelings of your bag and now you're making fun of it.
0: Well, yeah, of course. I'm going to invalidate the feelings of the sack for days. I've tried to avoid the
2: question. You wouldn't let me. So I'm (laughs) just saying.
0: I like how you deflected from us talking about gods and goddesses and you're like, I could tell you what your drawstring sack has to say. (laughs)
1: What well, were you trying to get her to say? It likes minty it? things,
0: also, just so you know. It likes what? Minty things. Oh, well, our apartment used to be eucalyptus mint scented. That's
2: what it's talking about. Then. Ah, Thank you for helping me figure that out. It makes sense. The bed bath and the beyond. It misses minty things. So put a pack of gum in it and make it shut up because it's making me crazy. Now the fucking sack's going to be talking to me like, I want to talk to your sack.
0: Did you guys like this content? Did you at <laughs> all learn anything about what it's like to raise a psychic medium from my mother's perspective? Or what What did you take away from this? A minty sack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you guys know we have Patreon? <laughs> if you wanna become a patron, you can get shout out just like these lovely people. It's really cool. Do it. Santa?
2: Kylie. Mev. Laura. I can't see that far away without my glasses.
1: <laughs> Renika.
0: Mystery Girl, Wah Wah Wah.
1: Trinity, Avery, Cass, Anthony, Violet, Peyton, Farina, Ally, Mac,
0: Josie, Autumn, Dias,
1: Victoria, Jenny, Laurel,
0: Brianna, Nate, Bradley, Sandy, Nas, Sherry, Christina,
1: Sushi Pooshi Anita, <laughs> Katie, Charles, Holly, Krista, Malake, Malake.
0: Don't laugh at Sushi's name. You said Sushi Fushi. That's why I'm
1: laughing. It's her name.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm sure they'll uh, appreciate that, honestly. Because <laughs> we learned what their real name was, and we can never, ever, ever call them anything besides Sushi. So,
1: Unless they want us to.
0: No, nah, you're a towel. <laughs> you're all towels. You got anything else to say, Mom? No, thank you. All right. And we're about to kicks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. So can you talk to my crawl space? I don't mind that. I have to pee. Bye.